Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to give our thoughts and reflections on the series premiere of Miss Marvel, episode one, titled Generation Y. It's spelled W-H-Y instead of... That's that's very clever. I like that. Is that what that generation is? After Z, it's Y. Is that how it goes? I think so. Um, yes. It's crazy. I don't know. It's There's so many different ones because th- some people say Gen Z. I, I guess it is Generation Y. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Let us know if it is on Twitter <laughs> because I'm not entirely sure. That is at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X on Twitter to let us know. In the MCU, what is it, like 2025? Is it somewhere around there, the current year? Yeah. So I guess if she was born like 15 years ago, then she'd be like born in 2010. So Miss Marvel is 16 or turning 16? Oh, yeah. I think she turned 16. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I believe that's right. I I think we got, we, we hit the nail on the head there for sure. But... Before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, happy hump day, man. How's your week, man? It's hump day. That was a it was a very, very busy hump day. We got we got two shows to watch. We got work to do. I went to the gym after work. Ooh. Got home. Got like a seven-minute shower and then hopped on here. Just going. <laughs> Burning those calories. I feel it, man. I've been trying to get back myself. It's just been so busy, you know, new job, new everything. So Trying to get acclimated at work. Um, I've been rewatching some Seinfeld. Just kind of using that as like my. It's always nice to just have them in the in the background. One of the best shows to have that for. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it's just been uh, it's 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 been an interesting week, you know. Just kind of um, you know watching some Miss Marvel, watching some Obi Wan. Um, you know, it's just another week, another dollar. I don't know. It's just one of those weeks that are kind of going by. Uh, CMA Fest is this week here in the old music city. So that's a lot of, uh, it's, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, at least for me, but <laughs> because everyone and their mother is in town, but you know, we're here to talk about some Miss Marvel. Uh, very excited for this. Actually, um, I was actually able to watch the first two episodes, but of course, today we're going to be uh, covering the first episode again that is titled Generation Y. So, Devin, are you ready to go down to Jersey City? You know, Joyzy, Joyzy, New Joyzy, the Joyzy Boys. You rarely ever see a show set in Joyzy. That is very true. It's usually New York or some other big metropolitan area. I mean, New York, I understand, but everything else is like, yeah. I mean, imagine if like they were like, I don't know, in the middle of like North Dakota. It's like, what's out there? <laughs> or like Wyoming. Wyoming or Arkansas or like Montana. But we'll be right back after this introduction to Miss Marvel. Maybe they're right. I spend too much time 
in Fantasyland. That is not you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City who saved the world. That's a fantasy too. And we are back with our Miss Marvel episode one titled Generation Y Review here on the show. Uh, this show is created by Bisha K. Ali and stars Aman Vellani, Elisa Reiner, and Matt Lentz, just to name a few. And the plot is very, very simple. Again, thank you, IMDb, for, you know, <laughs> paraphrasing the entire plot for us. Uh, New Jersey-raised Kamala Khan learns that she has polymorphous powers, which is not much of a plot plot, but I feel like this is more of a fact. It's also the most contentious topic to come out this year, possibly. Just people are freaking out about these powers for some reason. Yeah, I, I okay, I understand if... You know, it may not sit right with some people. I get it. But at the same time, like, I mean, if if you want Kamala Khan, you know, with her her standard powers, like her traditional powers, go read a comic book. Like, I mean, I know it. Do you know how goofy that would look on TV or in a movie? These giant, like, globby hands and fists just flopping around everywhere. Even the even the um, the co-creator of the original comic, G. Willow Wilson. She mentioned how difficult she thought it would be to to bring this to the big screen, her power specifically. Like in in 2019, she said that, like, because she said when they were creating the character, they didn't have like a big screen potential in mind or any film potential. They didn't create her powers with it. Oh, they're going to bring it to the big big screen one day. They said it's it's much more of a on comic paper type of power so it's like i don't know why everyone's complaining when it's just so obvious why they went a different direction yeah and it's not even that it's i mean it's it's an adaptation like it's there's there's so many changes within the mcu that work for television not every like from book to screen whether it's like game of thrones or anything else like there's a lot of changes in game of thrones that they made from the novel to the series that actually works a lot better. And it's like uh, Sir Jorah Mormont. He's like this short, stocky, hairy little creep, creepy dude in the books. But of course we get uh, Ian. I think it's Ian Glenn. I believe his name is like, you know, he, he looks like, you know, the, the Sir Jorah Mormonts that we would receive like visually. And, that actually makes sense, Devin, um, what you were saying about uh, her original powers, because if it was an animated show, they could totally do, you know, her standard traditional powers. But this is live action. And it's I, I agree. It's it, it would look too goofy. Like people would I, I wouldn't I actually prefer this new power set. I mean, it is similar in a way. Um, if you have seen the episode, she still has the the embiggening power at the end of the day. Like she has embiggening type of of hand and fist. Yeah, it's just not like humanoid, like polymorphous, like skin tone. It's not all weird and fleshy. And I think I think it looks I think it looks great in this first episode. Just the cool cosmic like tint to it. I I like it personally. I mean, I think it brings a new spin. Like you said, you know, adaptations work. Um, but even Iman Milani had t- um, said herself, I believe, uh, I forgot what the interview was, but she said that, <laughs> you know, uh, Kamala Khan could have sausage fingers yeah, and it would 
you know, she wouldn't even care because it's all about the journey of this character. And that's what I've really, really enjoyed so far about this. So let's get into our initial reactions. I'll pass it over to Devin so he can give his. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of spoilers, a few Easter eggs, um, and then we'll kind of just close out with our final thoughts and ratings. Yeah, I thought this was um, a great introduction to the character, not only to the MCU, but kind of just to the world in general, because I believe she was only created within the past like 10 years or so in, in the comics. I think she's like that fresh on, on the scene and, and she just became so popular that she kept rising up the ranks and they just knew they had to make a show or a movie uh, with her. And I think Amon Vellani um, could not have been better cast. Like, like even did you watch on Disney Plus? There was like a little five minute after show like type thing. It was like the fans guide to Ms. Marvel. Oh, no, I did not. Was that a part of the actual episode? It's like something uh, separate that you could have clicked uh, play on. But it was really cool to see because it just had all the cast and crew just talking about the character and talking about Amon and how much she just she basically is the character because she grew up reading the comics and she's always been a big fan of the character kind of just like the the character is a big fan of Captain Marvel. She she read all the comics with Ms. Marvel and fell in love and then auditioned. So it's crazy to see like she really is Kamala Khan. Like it's like a perfect match. Um I thought it was really, really visually like fresh and like bright and creative. I loved I think you mentioned it's pretty similar, kind of similar to Mitchell's versus machines in the way that they um kind of intertwine the the drawing elements into the real world. I thought it looked really like fresh and just different, definitely a different spin on the MCU, which is very cool to see. I like, I like her friend, um, Bruno. I thought he was a great addition. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's definitely great to see her, um, added to possibly young Avengers in the future. I mean, future is very bright for her. She's also going to be in, in the Marvels. Whenever that does come out, which is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing to me that this felt similar to was Turning Red. Like, I saw a lot of Turning Red in this, like the story. It is, so far, it is a very, like, paint by numbers, like, basic type of story where there's a rebellious type teen who kind of, she does, she does her best and she, she means well, but her parents are strict and they don't really, they're clashing at this point. And it's very similar to Turning Red where, there's some kind of power being passed down from her um, grandma from generation to generation um, using those bands. And I just think it's it's very interesting to see where they go from there. But yeah, we'll see. Definitely, man. I I mean, as far as my initial reactions go, and I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. A lot of Mitchell versus the Machines um, type, uh, you know, the vibes with, with the graphics and whatnot, especially like the intro for Miss Marvel. It's very it's. I, I love it. I think it is wonderfully paced and it's so like mind blowing to show how Kamala Khan is kind of like acquainted in with the MCU. Obviously we don't know when this actually happens within the MCU, but honestly I don't really care at this point. I usually kind of like put that on the back burner until after a phase is over because like in, in the moment in time, like I'm not thinking, oh, when is this within the MCU? I'm just thinking, okay, you know, what kind of story are they going to tell here? Am I going to care about these characters? Am I going to care about It's this? also just, it's crazy to see how much the Avengers themselves have like grown popularity in the MCU. Like everybody knows who they are and what they did during these movies. Yeah. And that's kind of like, 
a big plot hole that people were worried was going to be um, occurring because like, how would they know if they weren't there? How would all these, these civilians know what the Avengers did? But I think the show did a pretty uh, clever job of kind of explaining that they did a quick kind of uh, pass, pass away joke where it said that Scott Lang has a podcast where he talks about everything that happened. <laughs> but like that, that just, that makes sense. Like he would want to talk about everything that, that happened to him and, and the Avengers because he's friends with the Avengers and it's cool to talk about. So he probably spilled all the tea on what happened with the Avengers and Thanos. And that's why everybody knows it just makes sense. He probably just talks about how him and Captain America were like really great friends. <laughs> yeah. America's ass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to uh, my initial reaction. Like I, I think this series so far, like I said before, I've seen the first two episodes, but this is, you know, episode one. Um, so far, I, I think it is very cosmic yet grounded. Um, I think the characters are adorable and engaging. I mean, honestly, the, the big star of the show here, I mean, all the side characters are great, but Amon Valani, uh, her, her, her presentation is just so irresistible. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm getting like young Haley Steinfeld vibes when I see her acting, just like her, her facial expressions and her like charisma, you can just kind of see like there's something special there. Yeah. And like, I mean, she's a really big, uh, like Amon Valani is really big, like just a big fan of Marvel in general. Like she's a huge fan of Robert Downey Jr. Um, I saw a little bit of her, like on the red carpet where people were asking her questions about that. Um, I think her power set mixes, uh, flawlessly with her way of life and her story, uh, so far, because it's, I, I, I like her new powers. Like I, I want something fresh and different. Like I said before, if this was an animated show, sure. You could definitely have her traditional power set, but like you said, it's, you know, some things just aren't made for TV and, you know, you can kind of see it within this entire series or at least within the first episode, how everything is being, everything's being set up, you know, like we're, we're being introduced to all these characters, um, Kamala Khan's family. Like you said, it's a lot of turning red vibes where, you know, she, she just wants to be a teenager. Kamala just wants to be a teenager. The family dynamic is great. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, turning, the turning red dead and the, the, the con dead, like definitely some similarities there. Big, the big goofball. When, he, when they dressed up as a Hulk, I was just, that was amazing. <laughs> big Hulk, little Hulk. It was like, yeah, but there's no two Hulks, right? Like, but even her brother, who is uh, supposedly getting married within this um, series, you know, there's, it, it's really just moving the story forward. And obviously, you know, I can't talk about uh, episode two just yet, but overall, um, I would say it's, it, it matches the first episode. I mean, I can give like general thoughts just, you know, when it comes to episode one and two, I love them both, but I love the first episode and how great of an introduction it is. Honestly, it's been a while since I felt this way towards an MCU series. I mean, Moon Knight was great, but by establishing characters and just having like, you know, here's Kamala Khan, here's her story type situation. Obviously with Moon Knight, we didn't really know where, like we didn't know how it fit, but like there was a lot of mystery between that, you know, that was later revealed, but it went from Moon Knight where there, it was very disconnected to the MCU to this, which is possibly the most connected to the MCU 
could you could possibly have. I mean, it's in Jersey City, so it's like right there too. But yeah, right you know, across the river, exactly. Stark Stark Towers over there somewhere, right? And Jersey City is doing like this Avengers Con thing, which is like the first. Yeah, literally Camp Camp Lehigh is is in Jersey City apparently, or somewhere around there. But right where Steve Rogers went to uh to boot camp. Right where Steve Rogers went to boot camp. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it, I'm I don't, I just love how fun it is, and it tells a really good story too. I know some people are, they're like you know like oh well it's a lot of fun, but that's usually kind of like a shorthand for like you know the story was okay, but I had I was entertained like. With this, I was entertained, but I was interested in her story because it made me care about her. You know, her parents are very strict. Even like her, her care or not her character, excuse me, her friend Bruno. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> her friend Bruno is very supportive and you kind of see, you, you might have a little bit of a crush on uh, Kamala, I think. Just, just, just a small one, but you know. You see a lot of uh, Kamala's uh, school life. You know, she always has her um, heads in the clouds, like very just, you know, fantasy 24-7. She has a YouTube channel, you know, that's very realistic as well. Five, uh, five views per video. She's she's on the grind. Hey, yeah, that is a YouTuber <laughs> right there. <laughs> and, you know, th- there's there are other characters that are they come into the mix where I think they really complement each other. But. Overall, I, I think it is a really great first episode. Um, so we're going to get into spoilers here for like a hot second. So that is your first spoiler warning here for Miss Marvel episode one titled Generation Y. Again, that is your second spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen it, turn back, go watch it, come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Um, there are just a few spoiler moments I kind of wanted to go into uh, with this so the the bracelets that's that she found through you know her grandmother sending her all of these trinkets and family heirlooms it, it's really give when she first puts it on it gives me a lot of black panther vibes i'm not gonna lie yeah and shang and shang chi as well yeah and shang chi as well it goes in content into that like ancestral plane there for a second and i was like oh okay and it's, you know, it, she, she has this huge, huge, like, I guess you could say like fan crush on Captain Marvel, um, you know, Kamala Khan and she, you can tell and you can feel the admiration she has more so than others in that, you know, she even mentions that, you know, it's not the brown girl's uh, job from Jersey City to save the world and how she views herself because, you know, usually there are I mean, with majority heroes, they, they are Caucasian. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, it's representation matters. So it's it's a really nice twist. And I think it's probably my favorite introduction to a Marvel, a new Marvel character, probably since WandaVision. That's why that's why it bothers me so much. Like if you look on IMDB, the current rating for the series is six point three. But the current rating for episode one is seven point five. So that just means people are going out here and, and like review bombing it. Because how would the the series rating be lower than episode one rating? Yeah. So there's actually the app that I use to like kind of track my TV um, shows that I watch. Much like Letterbox, it's called Serialized. Um, there is a link to ours in the description um, of this episode. 
But um, when I went to post like our first initial reactions, I think it was like earlier today, um, even a few days ago, I noticed that people were just giving it one star because of like the power set and, you know, all the do bros out there are super mad. And it's 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 the dumbest thing ever, because this could possibly end up being one of the best stories we've gotten so far. I mean, just from the two episodes I've seen, there's a lot of mystery going on here. So it's, I mean, I, I I don't understand why people can't just, anytime it comes to like superhero stuff like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, it's like people can't just shut up and just enjoy it for what it is. Like I can't, like we can never just go through like a Star Wars. We can never go through like a Star Wars show and just, you know, like if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But it's, it's like, I, I've seen so many weird like takes and it's like you, people haven't even seen the show yet. That's the thing that bugs me. Like, do not judge a show until every episode of that series, like at season, I would say season by season, you need to judge them season by season because you have people out here who are saying, Oh, come like, Oh, Miss Marvel sucks. And it's like, you haven't even seen an episode you have no clue what the story is about. All you know is that her power set's different and you're not even giving it a chance. So it's, I and her power set looks, looks cooler now. I mean, honestly, I, I would say I, I love the cosmic, you know, purple and like blue glow. Like it, it, it just fits with the aesthetic. I mean, it, it's, it's very green lantern esque. It really is. So I, I, I don't understand why people were liking it. I mean, I've seen people on Twitter saying that the CGI was as bad as the CW. I was like, okay, let's mm, no, let's pump the brakes here. I think the CGI looks really good. I'm not not saying it's like, you know, Thanos level Avenger Infinity War Endgame, but like it looks really good. It looks believable. It looks real. It feels like I can go out and actually touch it. You know, it's like this hexagonal block type situation, but. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, get into our ratings and close out out here? We can quickly touch on the post credit scene we got, which was definitely a big surprise. Okay. So kicking myself because actually I don't know if the post credit scene came with the screeners, but I didn't know if there's a post credit scene. So I'll let you take there that is one. a small post credit scene. Um, I'm not going to, not going to remember the character's name, but it is the, um, from from No Way Home, the the officer that was interrogating Peter when he was first arrested. Yeah, he's in the the Department of Damage Control. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was talking to Ned, and he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, I got guys in the chair all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he shows up at the end, and and one of his colleagues shows him a video of the events that took place at AvengerCon and her powers, and he says that uh, he's gonna have to bring bring her in for questioning. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. So yeah, that, that clicked the light bulb in my head. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to say anything else, but what would you give episode one of Miss Marvel? I would give it a solid like 85. Like I mentioned, it's very, very different from anything we've seen so far. Very bright and creative, very fresh. Um, So far, the story is very, very basic as far as just like, you kind of know the beats that are going to happen when they happen as far as the family dynamic goes so far, very turning red esque. Um, but, but yeah, I really like what I see so far. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you've been a big 85 guy within these past few episodes so far. Yeah, it's just a solid number. Honestly, the things that we have been covering haven't necessarily been like terrible. I mean, I can't remember the last thing, the, the last thing where we were both just like, no, but um, maybe it was like Uncharted or Morbius. It's more yeah, Uncharted and Morbius. It's more than time. <laughs> they learned their lesson. $80,000. That was that was the biggest waste ever. That was that was the most reactional thing I've seen in a very long time. But uh, for me, I'm going to give the first episode of Miss Marvel just like a solid 90. I think it is fantastic. I think it's wonderfully paced, like I said before. It's mind-blowing. You know, the way that they introduce Kamala into the MCU is fantastic. It is super cosmic and all of these, you know, just wonderful bright colors that really um, complement not only like, you know, her way of life and her culture, but just the aesthetic of the show. It's a very brightly colored show and, you know, it's fun. It's warm. It's invigorating. And it kind of just makes you want to keep watching from week to week. And yeah, it's, it's, it is a grand old time. So if you don't know anything about Miss Marvel, I recommend anyone watch this just in general. I I think it is a fantastic story so far. So we'll definitely be back next week to cover episode two. So that pretty much concludes our review here today of Miss Marvel episode one, again, titled Generation Y, the, the premiere, the series premiere uh, six episodes. Um, we don't really ever know if we're going to get a season two with these shows, but I will say that um, I, I I hope we do. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, it's it, it's kind of like these short, like you know, TV miniseries. Everywhere I go, even like on IMDb, like it's it's labeled as like a miniseries. But you know, I mean, limited series can go up to two, to two seasons. So just saying. But I'm sure that we'll get more of her story within. Miss Marvel after this is done. So it looks like Kevin kind of lied to everybody because originally he said you needed to watch the shows in order to understand what's going on in the movies. Then he said you don't. But uh, you definitely do. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness definitely uh, says otherwise. Yeah, imagine watching that without WandaVision. You would be so lost. <laughs> We're like, why is Wanda? Like what, happened, what happened to dear Wanda? <laughs> why is Wanda ripping people to shreds? <laughs> Blowing, popping people's heads off. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> but um, there is one last thing we ask people to do before we uh, close out here. And that's to share an episode of the podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the film optics podcast with the movie lover and need. Um, and we'll see you guys uh, very soon. We're going to be covering like our Obi-Wan uh, episode four. It is. Uh, we're not sure if we're going to do that week by week again. Uh, we'll let you guys know on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at film optics again. That's optics with an X. Um, we haven't decided if we're going to cover the last three weekly or kind of just do the last three episodes, cover them once the series uh, finale, because, I mean, it is a limited series uh, drops. Uh, just depends on our schedule. But definitely keep a lookout for that on Twitter. That's how you'll know um, if we do or not. Um, and, yeah, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you guys later on. 
And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in Joyzy City. Boy, we're doing some GT, some JTL, uh, Gym Tan Laundry. Was it GTL? Yeah, GTL, Gym Tan Laundry. All right, we'll see you guys later.